0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we reach back into your childhood, pick out a movie, give it a rewatch and then have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade and welcome back. You watched it so many times before, and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it, and now you show it to your friends, and they're like, what? What am I watching? Why? Th- what? what? This? Why? Why what this, this film? And I am joined today by John and Adam from the Blast From Our Past podcast. Welcome, guys.
1: Hello, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.
0: Absolutely, I'm very excited. And their chosen movie is 1990s, and there may be a bit of dispute on the date here, but I've got 1990s Mm. Teenage Mutant Hero, Turtles.
1: Uh, Um, The the date is not the uh, debate right there. (laughs) It is totally not called that in America.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I think they changed it. On the poster, it says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: That's what we know it as, yes. yes.
0: Yeah. But um, the IMDb title up here says Hero Turtles, so I don't know why that is. Um, but the IMDb breakdown is that four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles emerge from the shadows to protect New York City from a gang of criminal ninjas. Is that... That's very accurate. Yep. Yep.
1: That's a very yeah, simple, simple uh, logline. <laughs>
0: So, what's your relationship with this movie? Obviously, you guys are brothers. I assumed you grew up together in the same house. Did you? What's What's going on with that?
1: <laughs> well, uh, yes. So, we grew up being big fans of the late eighties cartoon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, mm-hmm. It is something that probably helped shape our lives and, and it made me become the man I am today. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we just we were huge fans of it. It was a massive series. We had tons of the toys. Um, and nice. I mean, we remember when this movie came out. I remember John. Y- you've told me before just how ridiculously excited you were when you saw the trailer to this movie.
2: This is oh, the, cool.
3: This is the first movie where I can actually remember seeing the trailer on television and getting excited about it. I remember uh, being home, probably alone at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like nine or ten. <laughs> it was yeah. a different time then. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> And and watching TV and seeing this trailer for this movie come on. And I was such a huge fan of the cartoon that I could not wait until my family got home in order to tell them, hey, there's going to be a Ninja Turtles movie. Of course, I'm pretty sure our mother couldn't care less. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she, she was a single mom. She, you know, she yeah. had three kids and she had to work her butt off. Um, but like, you know, me, I'm in there like, oh, yeah, Ninja Turtles, like I'm like four or five at the time.
0: That's amazing, because of course I guess in those days, those days so many years ago, (laughs) the first sort of knowledge of a movie coming out would be seeing the trailer, either a poster on the side of a bus or a trailer Mm -hmm. on the TV how exciting, that's so cool Um, I was not born when this movie came out, (laughs) I'm afraid to say so I didn't have that hype Um, and I actually watched the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie um... And that is my only, I've never seen the cartoon. I like know of it. Like if you showed me Mm -hmm. images from it, I could tell you what it was. Um, I kind of guilty pleasure enjoy the 2014 movie. And if it's like on TV, I will sit down and I will watch it. So I was very excited to come to this one, which I consider more legit.
1: Yeah, Um, (laughs) I, I do as well. Uh, I think I don't I can't remember John if you said you've seen it the that the Michael Bay one I believe I have have not
2: seen either of those
3: I saw the first Um, one
1: and it 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 didn't crush my soul but it definitely (laughs) like blackened it a little bit it just because because I'm such so nostalgic for the the classic cartoon and for um, this movie yeah
0: and I can even watching it I could tell I was like if I were a fan I think I would Think
1: this sucks, yes. but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, there yeah I'm so there you go. Well, I'm, uh, good for you then.
0: <laughs> and I think it's because um, it, it's very much the same premise as this movie, actually, the 2014. And I won't talk about the 2014 one for too much more, but um, yeah, it's basically the same story. So I think it was just an introduction for me of these characters and their setup and the whole sort of. I really got it with this movie more so, that sort of. Um, Parodying like Daredevil in Marvel comics. And mm. like, there was just something about that that I really loved. And so it was really nice to see it. And it, it is, it is so 90s. It is like... <laughs> The
1: show, this movie, yes.
0: <laughs> Reaching into a big vat of 90s. Um I think the first time we see the, we like see the turtles, they're literally like bodacious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's fucking ridiculous 90s slangs. Um it's brilliant. So did you see it in the cinema then?
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. Definitely I mean I Oh sorry, yeah. No, go um, ahead, Adam. I'm sure we did. I I was too young to remember it, but I mean I remember it mostly probably from replaying on TV, but I would be shocked if, you know, knowing how excited we were when we were kids, I'm sure we did see it in the cinema. In the cinema. Mm-hmm. In the film theater, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie theater. Whatever you Yeah. Whatever you want to call um, it. Yeah, whatever you want to call it.
0: There's a lot of... Uh, say a lot. There was controversy surrounding this movie in terms of Jim Henson thinking it was too violent. I, mm-hmm. I understand that the director himself was actually fired near the end of production because mm-hmm. they were worried it would end up too violent. Um do you feel that it was too violent when you were kids? Did you find it frightening? Did you find it too much? Did you or did you try and emulate it? Did you were you then trying to like, I don't know, like it's I find it really interesting how they always try and blame video games and movies for being too violent, but there were moments that I'll go into later that I was like, Jesus for a couple of them. <laughs>
1: uh I didn't feel I, I don't remember it scarring me as a kid. Um and even rewatching it now, I certainly didn't find it too violent uh just in, maybe just because i'm definitely i'm i 30 years older than i was at the time um now did i try to emulate it fuck yeah i tried to emulate it <laughs> honestly like i would say eh, probably like you know even a couple months ago sometimes you pull socks out of the hamper and i'm still doing nunchucks with my socks like that i do that all the time like that is a thing you, <laughs> you just Amazing. you have to emulate this stuff because it's cool
0: it was really cool i imagine it was uh, responsible for sending a lot of children to martial arts classes. Like, I, if I'd have watched this as a kid, I'd have probably wanted to be a journalist and to do martial arts.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: April O'Neil is such a cool character. Where was her yellow jumpsuit? Like, that's a thing, right?
3: Yeah, that was a thing in the cartoon. Uh, the only thing they did was towards the beginning of the movie when she first gets jumped by those guys who were um, mm-hmm. breaking into her band, She's wearing sort of a yellow overcoat as an homage to the yellow jumpsuit from the cartoon, but I think they didn't I didn't I think they didn't want to go so overt with it, so they didn't mm-hmm. really they didn't really follow that lineage with it. Yeah. Which I'm okay That's with. I
1: shame. think, you know, just giving oh, really? it just giving it that that little homage cuz like, "Oh, yeah, cool. You want to see April O'Neil yeah. in yellow?" But it, we all know it's not practical. Like it, that is, that's and bad. that is that would have dated it even worse than it was already dated. Like just being in like a full blown bright neon jumpsuit, that's that would have been pretty point. bad. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's a very good point actually. Um, so one of the big things about this movie as well is the the puppetry and the animatronics, and they mm-hmm. created all four turtles in the Jim Henson workshop, and he was very proud of his work on this movie in terms of the progression that they did with the animatronics. They are amazing, and they... I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, practical effects anyway, and especially Mm -hmm. puppetry, and especially Jim Henson. I found it absolutely wonderful, just watching it for the first time around a couple days ago, to see these puppets working in the real world, as it were, and, like... Um, I believe they shot it in a way where they shot it quite slowly so they could speed mm-hmm. it up. And the fight scenes look so legit and, like, the talking looks so good. Like, was that something you were aware of as children, as, like, how, like, you were watching 2002's Gollum for the first time? Oh, or, like, mm-hmm. was it just, like, oh, cool, it's the turtles come to life?
3: Adam, go ahead.
1: Sure.
2: Um
0: <laughs> No, for, for no.
1: me, it – not at all. When I was a kid – I was enveloped in this. This was the turtles come to life. This is something mm-hmm. that, you know, got me so excited. I'm seeing these real real turtles and what what makes it great is they are real. They are actual puppets and robotics and animatronics. And watching it now, you you can see the movements are a little crunchy, you know, you know, they're they're not perfectly not human, but perfectly not, you know, real of what mm-hmm. they're doing, but because they are puppets and animatronics, it still looks so much better in that world. Yeah. Where in the 2014 one, there's the shine, there is just the complete lack of any realism with CG yeah. that it, it, you don't get that same feeling with it. You look like you're watching a really cool animated thing with, you know, with, with the high graphics of today. But back in the day and watching it now as an adult, my appreciation for the robotics and for the puppetry and Jim Henson and all that kind of stuff is so much higher than, yeah. honestly. I mean, I love CG artists. I have some good friends who are, who are, voice, or who are uh, VFX artists and CG artists. I have massive respect for what they do, but it doesn't even come close to the respect I have for um, the, the puppetry
0: arts. Mm-hmm. And is that the same for you? Oh, yeah. Um,
3: I, you know what? I, I watched it uh, last night. And at the end I was like, you know what? I still believe. I still believe yeah. that those are real turtles. And yes, yeah. you know like Adam said, you can see, you know, a little, few things here and there, but it's still amazing. And I know as a kid I had the same reaction as Adam where it's like I am living in this world. I mm-hmm. could turn around the corner and Raphael could be right there. I know I could see him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it it really speaks to what puppetry has done and I I like to think that in the last few years, we've started to see a little bit of a renaissance back towards that direction. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: um, we've almost gone full circle, haven't we? Especially mm-hmm. with,
3: um, especially with uh, um, oh God, the Dark Crystal series coming out. Mm-hmm. And yes. they did That one almost, almost, pretty much entirely with puppets. A few, you know, some CG effects here and there, but they mm-hmm. really utilize the puppets. And since they, since he is a puppet, and I got to shout it out, Baby Yoda.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Baby Yoda being a puppet, and them sticking to that, and 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 i it makes to me it makes it just a little bit more believable and i cg definitely has its place and mm-hmm. you know where it's warranted to be used i think it deserves to be used but nothing you know nothing is, can replace something that you can physically reach out and touch
0: yeah. i completely agree gamork will always be scary oh, oh
1: god yes and,
0: and like anything that was in that 2010 clash of the titans it, like. it, it also <laughs>
1: yes um Gamork, we, we, John and I both love Neverending Story as well, and we as uh, an episode that we had talked about earlier in our podcast. That's actually our first episode because we love Neverending Story that much as well. And Gamork, I mean it's a he's a perfect mix because his movements are so creepy, uh, yes. the way he talks, and then Alan Oppenheimer's voice that he does for Gamork, just like oh, it makes you poo yourself, even Literally.
0: you know. <laughs> it's so terrifying and it was it was really cool in this movie having that same feeling where you were like that's there like Mm -hmm. you're right how you say you can just bump into them in the streets um i'm still trying to even though i had watched the 2014 i've got a little uh like, key here, where mm. I'm like, Raphael,
1: <laughs> red, red. <laughs> Well, actually, a little bit of Turtle history for you. Uh, mm. They started off as a comic book from Mirage Comics, like, in the early 80s, I think it was. I can't remember exactly. Um, but they didn't have color separation with their, their different colors. All of them. It was really mostly a black and white comic, except for their masks um, and, like, their design colors. Every single one of them, though wore red back in the day. It wasn't until the late 80s cartoon where they kind of wanted to show some separation of them Mm -hmm. other than just their weapons. And so they gave them all kind of, you know, the different colors and probably even, well, the cartoon, they didn't separate their uh, personalities. I don't think it was really until this movie, the 1990 movie, where their personalities really became different and especially Raph.
0: Yeah, this is the thing because I was really trying to keep up, um, not really knowing anything about them. And I knew from the 2014 one that Michelangelo was like the baby, like Mikey was like the baby. Uh, I mean, this he, one, he's he the most immature.
1: Is, Technically, yeah. they're all the exact same age, yeah. but but he is the most immature. Uh, Raphael is kind of like the guy with the most attitude. Leonardo's like the calm leader, and Donatello. Uh, he does machines. <laughs> That's kind of, but he, yeah, he, yeah, he's I the nerd. I
0: was confused about that because I thought Raphael was the leader. And then mm. I had to Google it and they were like, no, Leonardo's. Yeah. And I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't get that for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Um, but it's, so, it's totally
1: understandable. This this movie, though, uh, I mean, just, just to kind of blurt it out there, is that I think this movie is 100... 100... Respe- Percent responsible for Raphael being the favorite turtle for I, I think ninety percent of uh, t- teenage mutant ninja turtle fans out there. Uh huh. Like I know I he is mine. Say, is he, John, yeah. John, John, if you had to pick a favorite turtle, who would it be?
3: I mean, out of this movie, it'd probably be Raphael. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I remember being. See, this is nineteen ninety, so I was probably about nine, almost ten, when this came out. I remember going to see this, and the very first line. You hear any turtle say? Now, granted, remember I've just spent like four years watching a very sort of childish, very colorful <laughs> cartoon. The very first line you hear a turtle say is "damn, damn," which, which is just complete. It was a complete shocker to my nine-year-old brain. Like, uh-huh. oh my god, the, the turtle's cursed, <laughs> and it and it was cool. It was. Yeah. Really it cool. is. Cool. <laughs> I was. I was so not expecting it, and yeah. it definitely tells you right off of right out of the gate. This is not the same turtles that you just watched, you know, Saturday mornings for the last four years. This is <laughs> something. You ain't your bit daddy's different. turtles. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's amazing. Um yeah, they did seem they had this really sweet because when it first started I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this let's do this like it's funny <laughs> oh. i have such a thing about gendered movies from my childhood and the teenage mutant turtles were a hundred percent for boys
2: yeah there was mm, never
0: yeah. any and like i'm wrong obviously there were obviously women that would have watched it and women that enjoyed it um megan fox herself who plays april O'Neil and the new ones was like a big fan Etc., mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, but for me, I was always like, boys. Even in like 2005, when we had like neighbors who were young boys and they had this movie on, and I caught a glimpse of it, I was like, ew, a typical boys best. movie. <laughs> um, which sucks because it is so freaking cool for one, and just the really, as an adult watching it, they're, they're sort of, what did I say? They're sort of endearing youth because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they are teenagers. Yes. And, like, teenagers can be both cool, like James Dean, and they can still be, like, children. Right. And these turtles ride that line so perfectly, where they are super cool, super talented at what they do, super good at what they do, super great morals, but they also... I know this is so obvious to say, but, like, they're just kicking back and having pizza and, like, (laughs) bullying each other. And, like, it was just... That really came through in this movie, I found, and it really gave it a heart, and mixed up with the incredible animatronics and puppetry, mm-hmm. I didn't find myself swaying too far too often yeah. from this movie, to One be thing fair. I also
3: think helped with this movie was April O'Neil in the cartoons, she's there, she's a good character, but here they really kind of made her a badass. They gave yeah. her <laughs> attitude, they gave her a, you know, a purpose, like she's she's going to get this story out and doesn't you know damn any man who gets in her way to do it (laughs) and and it i think it really elevated because up until then admittedly being little boys don't really care about april Mm o'neill yeah i mean she was in this show that was great that was it but in this movie i was like oh (laughs) she's here this is something different which is what i what i really liked about the movie
1: yeah. Really. I mean in the cartoon she does get relegated to like damsel in distress probably uh, too like often
2: Daphne
1: but yeah in this movie she is smart she's capable um you know she she's just fantastic at what she does as a reporter and it is kind of nice that yeah she's not the damsel in distress really at all it is it they have to go rescue their master splinter which it makes a lot more sense in them for being teenagers um, you know and kind of wanting to get that I don't know their their parental figure and all that the kind of dad. stuff makes so much more sense.
2: He's their daddy. And he's yeah. so cute. <laughs> he is. It is,
1: <laughs> it, it is cute. And I, the way you put it, that the show or this this movie does a great job of kind of really pushing, yes, they are teenagers. I just think about, like, that early scene um, when they're kind of, like, you know, back in their little lair and, and Splinter's trying to gather them and he's trying to, like, you know, have them come together and, and you know, just sit down like a family and they're all just doing their ridiculous stuff. They're they're mm-hmm. dancing to the tequila song. They're just like they they are just being rambunctious, silly teenagers.
0: It was really really cute um, how you're introduced to them. So April O'Neill is jumped in the street and because they couldn't afford to shoot another fight scene, they make the lights go out, mm-hmm. so the fight scene's in darkness, which is brilliant. Um, so then you see them for the first time coming round the corner in the sewers, and, then we, and so we've just been like, cool, amazing, like martial arts, they've left their weapon at the crime scene, like, oh, here they are, the Ninja Turtles, and then immediately, yeah, we're into like, dumb teenage boy shit, which is mm-hmm. endearing, watching it <laughs> yeah. as an adult, where I'm like, oh, they're just fucking kids, so cute. <laughs> Um, would you argue that April O'Neil Is the main character of this movie Ooh. And if not who is
1: if, if it's not her it's Raphael But I I yeah, I'd probably lean toward its, towards It's April
3: I definitely think they're telling the story more through her Yeah, than mm-hmm. they are through the truth Because you're getting a lot of sort of the The plot of who the foot are And everything else through her not through mm-hmm.
2: them
1: Exactly, and you even get that scene when they're out at the farm, where she's kind of doing that narration while she's kind of talking. She has the drawings, and she does that whole thing. And you, typically, you get that, you know, through your—I mean, through your narrator or your lead character. So that that totally makes sense that that she probably is um, our protagonist.
0: Yeah, I just wonder if that sort of is why you were suddenly like, "Oh, here's like a person," because she's awesome. our Luke Skywalker. Because. I think, especially for someone like me, who, like, has never read the comics and has never seen the TV show and doesn't really know much about, like, turtle Mm -hmm. lore, to come in and then be given Leonardo as my main character, I'd have been like, what? He's a turtle. What? I I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it was a clever move on their part to make April O'Neil what I would argue the protagonist, so we can sort of Mm -hmm. then meet the turtles through her, etc. And as you say, learn all about the antagonists, which... Was cute, a little bit confusing, but fine. Um, <laughs> Casey Jones is not an antagonist, right? But, like, Correct. You, right. you're you meant to think he is at the beginning?
1: Uh, I mean, not, I would say John and I never thought he was because we knew the character of Casey Jones. He was a vigilante, but he always worked with the turtles. Right. Um, but, and, and even in this one, you know, they play up that early fight scene as very comical between him and yeah, Raphael. that's, that's true. Um, and they're both... They're on the same side you can tell uh Casey just wants to beat him up a little bit more than raph does <laughs> Raph actually has a little bit more self-control <laughs> but yeah. um so I, I never really felt that even though they were fighting each other i I never felt but granted you know, I'm like, looking through this through a guy who's seen this movie I don't know freaking hundred yeah. times I mean i I own it on blu-ray I love this freaking movie <laughs> nice <laughs> I, yeah I, have, I
0: was yeah sorry
3: oh I was just gonna say this is a stupid little anecdote but um, there's a line in that fight that I never understood until I was older. And, it's, and the only reason I bring it up is because I'm talking with someone from Britain. He says the line, cricket, you got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. cricket. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as a kid, I knew what neither of those things were. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until uh, until Amazing. I was much older before I knew that. Uh, for the record, crumpets. love crumpets. Oh, they are delicious. The oh, my God. Yes. They're <laughs> my favorite thing.
1: But when when Casey smacks him with the cricket bat, and you see Raph flying into the the trash can, he says six runs, which is uh, the cricket score for you know basically hitting a homer or a home run kind mm-hmm. of that the equivalent for baseball.
2: Right.
0: It's bizarre because neither of these characters are British. No,
1: no. Yeah. But, but yeah.
3: Casey Jones <laughs> is yeah. sorry. Casey Jones's stick is just sports. Yes. Everything, oh, every all okay. of the stuff he carries is some sort of sports paraphernalia. So. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It, I think anything that would have had a handle that he could hit with was going <laughs> to yeah. go into his thing, and a cricket bat was going to be one of those belt. things.
0: Nice. I think yeah, because he wears the ski mask, a la Jason style, and mm-hmm. I know that the like villain of the turtles, who I believe is called Shredder, yes, and I know <laughs> he was voiced by Darth Vader in the TV show, right?
1: uh not no. exactly he, he was, was voiced by oh john go ahead i was gonna say he was jo-
3: uh, he was voiced by a man named james is it james avery
1: yeah james avery oh i thought
3: it was james, james avery no was james james avery. Avery, he was who was yep. uncle phil in um that fresh prince of, yeah. Yeah, oh prince of bel-air yeah
0: i'm just racist no <laughs> fuck <laughs>
3: He does have a very deep voice, so I could I could see yeah, how you could kind and of I, mistake I too. knew
0: it was like someone of note from something <laughs> yes. important that I needed to remember. Um but because he has like some shit covering his face as well, I think when Casey Jones first appeared, I was like, Oh, are they doing uh, like a mm-hmm. like a teenage shredder where like we're gonna f- you know how they do sometimes, where they make all the things babies and right. like like pan, where they've got like a young hook oh, like hanging gotcha. up pan and and so for a while i was like what the fuck's going on cuz also how <laughs> old is casey and how old is april o'neil cuz aren't they meant to be like 16 but in this they look like no they're
1: not they're 30? not meant they're meant to be adults so I, okay. I kind of always considered them late 20s probably early 30s-ish, like in that era um, but they're they're not supposed to be like the same age as the turtles the turtles are they're the teenagers right. but everyone, but they're the, the other two are adults
0: because obviously those two hook up at the end of the movie, and mm-hmm. for a while I was like, and it's the way he acts as well and the way he is. I was like, Casey Jones is definitely like seventeen, and April O'Neil is like pushing thirty. This I, is creeping me out I think but Casey Jones I is space uh, I, think,
3: I think Casey Jones is a seventeen year old trapped in a thirty year old yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Which, again, I was like, I get it because it's 1990 and we had our early 90s feminism, which is all I can really ask for at this time.
2: Uh,
0: but um, I was like, don't get with him. Come on. Like, he's nice enough, but like, be but your he... own person, April. True.
1: He is at least human. That's
0: uh, <laughs> very true. Does she hook up with the turtles in the show? No, no, <laughs> she doesn't. It's like a spinoff where they have like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mutant, mutant children, Mm -hmm. Um, because they become teenage mutant ninja turtles because of that really, what was meant to be cute and charming, but I found quite creepy flashback with the like (laughs) mixture of puppet and yeah, (laughs) yeah, where um, Splinter was like ah, and then some probably toxic waste happened, right? And then they're all like ah, we're mutating. And it was weird. And their first words were pizza, which is also funny and strange. (laughs) But but Um, fitting, knowing the turtles. (laughs) Because in the 2014 movie, it's stupid, but it's April O'Neil that saves them and puts them in the sewer. They've been experimented on by her dad. Mm. And when the fire breaks out, she saves them and puts them in the sewer. So I was expecting that same Mm. backstory here, but it didn't happen. I think and in I the know. in that
1: one they tried to force interconnectivity with April O'Neil a little too much, yeah, where they it is way aren't too much yeah. for
0: mm-hmm. her to have like rescued them as yep. kids. It's yeah. like oh god, it's like fucking. Um, if Han Solo had been there at the birth of Luke and Leia, like just right. on the ship, like my yep. god, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah.
3: exactly. Um, it's way too much. I, I think they followed more of the timeline of what happened in the cartoon. Um, Mm -hmm. except what is different is in the movie, Splinter was a rat that mutated in the cartoon. Splinter was a human who was turned into a rat. Yeah. Don't ask me how.
2: Yeah. I don't know
1: know how, but, but the turtles were about the same. It was basically just them as turtles. And then the ooze got them and Yeah.
3: Yeah. They kept that the same right. way. It was probably easier just to say, well, let's just, instead of trying to figure out how to make a human a rat, let's just turn a rat into a human since we have to deal with the turtles anyway.
1: And it yeah. does make sense. Yeah. The only thing that doesn't make sense is he was a rat who was a pet of a martial artist who started mimicking the martial <laughs> arts moves. I mean, no. my pets have never done that.
0: <laughs> I have to say, um, I think I cried at Splinter's backstory
2: mm-hmm. a
0: little bit. Um... <clears throat> He was adorable. Yeah. (laughs) A little puppet rat Mm -hmm. doing little martial arts (laughs) in his cage. I was like, wee! And then his master gets slain by this evil person. And I'm like, no, because he's sad and I'm sad and I'm crying. And then the evil person, like, slices his ear off and he scratches his face. And I was like, this... I would watch an entire movie of this. Like, just... It's Just intense. Splinter in his backstory, like, I really loved it. I think it's because it was a rat and it was adorable, um, rather than the creepy turtles being like, <laughs> pizza, dude, <day." and> like, <laughs> babies. Um, it's because you were
1: not born in the 80s, you know, in the <laughs> yeah. 80s, that was, that's what it was about pizza and, and radical and tubular and cowabunga.
0: I mean, and neon I, colors. I, I and, wanted yep. pizza. Yeah. Watching this movie. <laughs> and I loved I loved that conversation he had where like he came down and he was just like this was what was so charming about this movie. One of them came down and was like, Hey, um, do you ever think about what Splinter just said about how like one day he might not be around anymore? And the other one's like, Pizza Guy's late.
2: Yeah. Yep. He's <laughs> getting
0: three dollars off in a minute. And you're mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is great. Like, this is really lovely. I really like this. And then and then the pizza guy turns up, um, And that's really funny. But what I loved about it was that the people that were um, in the suits of the Teenage Mutant Mm -hmm. Ninja Turtles also got human cameos in the movie. Um, And I'm really glad that I found that out, that I scrolled through IMDb before it got to any of them. So I could be like, oh, Raphael hits the car Mm -hmm. and the guy in the car is the guy that's in Raphael. I thought that was really, really lovely.
3: Yeah. And Raphael was the only one uh, where the guy in the suit also did the voice.
0: Yes. Yeah, poor Corey Feldman getting paid $1,500 being told it was going to be a small, independent movie. And then it's fucking a um, box office smash Teenage a Ninja Turtle movie. And eh, um, Corey
3: Feldman's got enough money.
2: Yeah.
0: I feel bad well, for him. I think
1: he blew <laughs> a lot of his money on coke and, and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Corey.
0: Oh, Corey! <laughs> um, did you guys spot Sam Rockwell? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's he's one of the the bad kids. That's part yeah. of like the foot. Uh, well, a pre-foot. He's not he's not a ninja yet. But yeah, he was he's pretty. I mean, for someone who's turned into such an amazing actor, it's kind of yeah. fun seeing him in, in those roles.
0: Yeah, in these like really small almost Mm cameo-sized teenage, especially, roles, where they were in, like, Pinocchio's Pleasure Island. Like, I expected them all to turn into donkeys at one point. It's just, like, a bunch of teenage boys smoking and playing snooker, being all (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah! I
1: think think they were playing 8-Ball, but that's okay. (laughs) You're so British, it's awesome.
3: (laughs) Adam, you're just making us sound more American.
1: Like yeah, that. probably. We're pretty obnoxious. Yeah,
3: I do remember. Um, I do remember see- seeing that movie for the first time and that the first time you cut into the inside of that warehouse and the first thing you see is a young kid who is probably not much older than I was at the time smoking a cigar. That was the yes. first time I'd ever seen anything like that. And it was a little jarring. I think, but that was, di- I think that hit yeah. me a little bit more than, than any of the
1: violence ever did. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, damn if that kid doesn't look cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, I can see why people were like, oh, this probably isn't good for children. But it was a PG, which is bizarre. When, mm. to go back to the violence, the one bit that I've literally written in my notes, fucking hell, is um, <laughs> <laughs> near the end, where they've defeated Shredder, and I'm sure we'll go into that, and... Um, in a really cool way and he falls into like a a gut gar- what just looks like the garbage yeah mm-hmm. and then it's a, and, yeah, a garbage and, truck. and and like splinter uh says this really like noble thing where he's like ah oh, you like will suck because you're a terrible person nobility mm-hmm. blah blah yeah. blah you're blah not, you will not
1: die you'll you will die without honor something like that's that
0: that's the one and it's super like oh yeah And then fucking Casey
2: Jones
0: (laughs) presses a button like "oops" and crushes him, Mm -hmm. like crushes him into like the the garbage cubes you see on Monsters Inc. I was like, "Fucking hell, Casey, that was a person."
1: Yeah, he probably. I mean, it was probably what only three stories high or something. It wasn't. It was a fall that. Someone in like your – he probably could have survived that. But then Casey was like, eh, screw this. I'm going to make – but it's fitting with Casey. The Casey that we know before, you know, who is okay with taking it to that uber violence. But, yeah. But they do have that shot where you see the compactor like crushing the helmet of Shredder it is pretty intense.
0: Yeah, I, am like, that's where I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this movie's violent. Like, yeah, this is <laughs> Especially because in theory, Casey should have undergone a journey where he's like learned to be Yay. a bit more of a pacifist because he's hanging yeah. out with the towels or whatever, yeah. or a bit more noble or whatever because he saved Splinter and learned his valuable like life lessons. And then he's like, nah, fuck that, let's just crush yeah. this guy <laughs> in the garbage compactor.
3: Yeah, it's funny. My wife and I were actually talking about that at the end of the movie because she she kind of walked in towards the end of it while I was watching it, and. You know, she, she kind of mentioned she's like, you know what? It was very much like the movies in the eighties. You just kill, you killed the bad guy. It didn't really yeah. matter what it was. Um, and I know this movie actually. The director, and part of the reason he was fired, was because he intended it for it to be a lot darker than it even came out. Um, I know there's a scene um, somewhere when um, what is the what is the what is Shredder's main henchman's name? Uh, Tatsu. I Tatsu. Think. Tatsu is angry and he beats up a kid and you hear in a voiceover, you hear him, they're like, okay, he's breathing. He's going to be okay. They added that later because in the script, Tatsu kills the kid.
0: <laughs> like a child. Like yeah, a child. like <laughs> one of
3: the foot soldiers, like one of the teenage foot soldiers. Like in, in the actual shot, he kills him. Not for real, but I mean, like that's what mm-hmm. the intent was. And so then yeah. they went in later to ADR it and was like, no, add some stuff to make it sound like he's still alive.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: They're like, I'm still okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <saying. laughs> I'm all right. Oh my God. I mean, do you want to see the version where that kid dies? Would it have made the stakes higher?
3: You know what? As a kid, I think it was exactly what it, what I needed it to be, which mm-hmm. was enough fun and enough dark to make it okay. This is not the normal Turtles that I'm used to. This is a little bit more, um, but they dialed it back. As an adult, I would totally watch like um, a eight episode series on you know oh, Netflix yeah. that's like uber adult yes you know? yeah but that's me now still loving that property i they yeah. would yeah. i don't think they would do it because that it's still marketed to kids but i would yeah. love that now as a kid it would have been too much
0: yeah that's mm-hmm. fair i think you're right it really does ride that good line of like being darkly enjoyable because i think kids should be scared and i think they should yeah. be threatened um but they shouldn't be traumatized <laughs> true
1: true that's yeah. why i, I became I'm... a teacher there you go
0: john <laughs> <laughs> traumatize them yeah um, loved the penicillin on your pizza joke Hip yes rip. that's another <laughs> I, joke
3: I didn't get until I was older
2: yes
1: yeah. absolutely I totally didn't get it and I was like oh I, I think for years I thought like okay they're still gonna eat the pizza or something like right. that and then yeah. finally as an adult like oh wait no it's, it's too moldy
0: <laughs> Mold. and now they're kind of
1: doing a you know a, a army send off kind of song yeah. thing to it so
0: mm-hmm. yes yes that, I got that on here somewhere Um, it That was so cute. Like, Mm -hmm. they come back into the house and he picks it up and he's like, huh, you like penicillin on your pizza? Because it's like super moldy, which is like a very clever joke if Mm -hmm. I like give that to the girls. There you go. (laughs) Um, It is. And then and then they could have just left it at that, but like because they're teenagers, because they're kids, they do they like kneel down and do this like da 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 like send off militaries esque song (laughs) to this fucking pizza. And I genuinely I found it so funny and so endearing. I was like, This is great, man. Like these characters, they've just hit on something that's so enjoyable. No wonder the franchise is still going to this day. Ahead, for
1: for, some, for sorry, John. Um, for someone who didn't watch the cartoon when you were younger, you may not know how much pizza meant to these characters. <laughs> like it, it is literally almost every toy kind of like came with a slice of pizza, like 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 a, like a, like a oh, little wow. plasticky like thing. That was as much part of the turtles as their weapons were, as their oh, wow. colored bands were. Like it was turtles and pizza. Always,
0: I like. I am aware of the like that combination. Like, whenever I think of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I probably think of pizza more than I think of like their their martial arts weapons. Mm, okay, to be honest, um, but it's never something that's really registered with me. In that, like, a uh, that's bizarre or that's weird because it's you know when it's just in your subconscious that you're mm-hmm. just like oh, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles eat pizza. It's like their shtick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like seeing it in this movie like oh they just incorporate it in such adorable ways when he uses Mm -hmm. his like uh electra weapon to um is that psi that like yes the okay the electra
1: weapon yes it's a (laughs) parasite i thought i was like what there were no electric weapons electra (laughs) electra like the yeah like the marvel villain slash hero yeah yeah that's the one the (laughs) psi
0: to like slice up the pizza and one of them lands on the rat's head and he's like Ugh. rat voiced by yes. Elmo Splinter was voiced by yes, Kevin yeah. Cash he's Elmo which is really cute um, yeah. I really enjoyed it I didn't to be honest I do not know what I was going to think because I knew I'd seen the 2014 movie and I knew that I'd enjoyed that and I was excited to watch it but I think I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to enjoy it if that makes sense
2: yeah. It I'm does. really
3: glad. I think what what is good about this movie is that at the heart of it it's really just about family. Mm-hmm. It's about this family of four boys and their father and what ha- what essentially what happens to them, you know, they're not they didn't go out into the world to try to do anything. The mm-hmm. world sort of happened to them. You know, they yeah. happened to have to save this woman. Things happened to them that brought them in there and they're just they're trying to keep their family together and I think at the heart of it that's really what the movie is about, which is why I think it still works today. Yeah. I mean I agree. Aside from some of the really corny jokes and the, the really outdated clothing and some of the, the other, some of the music, some of the as, music as well. Yeah. yeah. But I mean essentially if you can get if you can nice get rid though. of that. It's mm-hmm. it is very nice. I was yeah. still I was watching yeah. it last night and I went man, this is really still fun to watch
0: because it, it places it in that time doesn't it like we all still love back to the future even though it's like terribly 80s yeah, like cause right. the whole point is that it's terribly 80s to distinguish it from being 50s or westernies. um but i think there's nothing wrong because it's so 90s and it's so clearly stamped in that time uh of the world i think that makes it really good rather than like some stuff is better because it's timeless like a lot of disney movies are good because it's timeless but um mm-hmm. Also stuff can be good because they are so in that time and the turtles themselves are so 90s characters they fit yep. in that world so mm-hmm. well that you just buy it and you can you can just watch it as like a like how uh, Rick in Casablanca is so 50s <laughs> Yeah. And you watch it and you're fine with it and it's a timeless classic even though it's so 50s um or whatever it's there, it is I'm Yeah, the, the turtles
1: <laughs> they totally they have to stay Somewhat 80s and early 90s, because mm-hmm. I could, I just can't imagine if you did the Turtles now, which granted the franchise is still going, but if yeah. they were like, instead of like radical and uh, bodacious and stuff, if they were saying like, oh, that's so lit and on fleek, yeah. it doesn't work for me. That just does not work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think stuff now is so fleeting that yeah. like, even even saying things like lit and woke is already yeah. outdated with yes. this new generation of like impatience. Whereas everyone knows that like tubular is like yeah. a <laughs> like definitely nineties thing, mm-hmm. um, and they they like it's it it's technically so cheesy and corny in places, but I it doesn't linger on them enough. So at the end they're like oh, because, oh yeah, that's it. Because they're doing all these different catchphrases and then Splinter mm-hmm. turns around and he's like, I always liked Cowabunga. Yes. And like everyone knows that that's what the title says. And yes. they all go, Cowabunga, yeah. And I was like, oh God. But I also was just like, yeah. this is great. <laughs> oh my, yes, like, oh
1: my God, the, the little boy in me was just freaking out yeah. <laughs> watching it.
0: I knew that this was the cheesiest thing, but I was also like, "I'll, I'll you can have it. I'll let you have it. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. You've, you've earned it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it does. This movie earns a lot of really brave things that it does, whether it be crushing the antagonist,
1: <laughs> <laughs> who, who still comes back for the sequel. Just so you know, so I he's not, yeah. Um, he did.
0: Even though they crushed his helmet and whatever, I yeah. was like, "Ah, eh, he'll be back. If I got yeah. his literal body, like yeah. crushed,
2: yeah.
0: it'll be fine. Off screen death doesn't count. Yep. Also, like, what else are they going to do? Who else is the. Do they have, like, a Batman series of villains, or is it just. They have, no, they have
1: They have a. Yeah, him and, and um, Krang. Krang is this brain uh, guy no, who's in like a body. Pink. Thing. Yeah, the pink brain. Which, they also have like a, who's it, the rat catcher or the rat kind of guy. I can't remember I what I don't remember. His. They've got a couple from the cartoon. That's
0: not good. Splinter's a rat.
1: Well Yeah. Um, but they they have not as good of a rogues gallery, but I mean mm-hmm. it's mostly it's mostly Shredder and Krang and then kind of everyone else. Yeah.
0: They have yeah. that rhino. Do they have the Yeah, rhino? Bebop
1: and Rocksteady, That's who it they don't make an appearance in the live action ones or like the 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 trilogy from our youth as opposed to the 2014 and 17 mm-hmm. versions or whatever ones they when they came out cuz they did come up in the sequel of that one yeah. um, instead we got Toka and Reza which were uh what were they John one was a snapping turtle and then the other one was a
3: I don't even know what that thing was Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like a like a little miniature wolf I think something maybe like maybe that, something yeah. like that Aww. But but it was kind of like an homage to them. But yeah, mm-hmm. so Bebop and Rocksteady. They, I mean, they, but they were just henchmen, really, of Shredder.
0: Nice. I didn't get Shredder. I like. I got him. Like I <sighs> knew he like sliced the ear off the rat, and that was sad. And he was controlling the Foot Clan, which was bad.
1: As a kid, and even as an adult, the henchman of Tatsu is so much more intense and realistic and intimidating to me. Then if you did – then, you know, in the Turnitals 2 or or whatnot, if you would have gone – if they would have gone straight to Bebop and and Rocksteady, it would have been too cheesy. Yeah. That guy was so scary. And he's Mm -hmm. still, like, scary to me today, the the guy who slapped April. It's just like I do – I would never fuck with that man. Never. (laughs) He could be 90 right now. I see him walking down the streets. I'm like, oh, shit, Tatsu, get out the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It it was good, and it comes back to that, like, enough threat and enough danger whilst also having enough um, reliance in the turtles that they'll be Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because they just, um, they have this brilliant uh, ability of appearing, and it's really good camera arc as well. Almost like smoke, like when Raphael's on the roof, and then the camera just, like, slightly turns, and there's suddenly, like, hundreds of them Mm -hmm. behind him, and you're like... Like, (laughs) I was like that here at 28. Like, I can't imagine if I'd have been eight, I would have been like, (laughs) um, it's really great. So, anything you want to say, really? I've oh, and the uh, after credits had a rap, which I'm always a a fan of.
1: T U R T L E Power. I mean, I love this stuff. (laughs) It's good stuff, it's so good,
2: it's brilliant.
1: Um, What I – I mean, I appreciate this movie for so many reasons, and and we've kind of already talked about those. But one thing that we haven't really brought up is the depth that was added to these characters from this movie that you didn't get with the cartoon. And I never really read the comic, so maybe there was something there. But this film – I mean, obviously with Raphael, he – that's why I think he became my favorite in the entire series, like he did with a lot of people, because the depth that he had alone – um, was a story that I really loved watching, and I still enjoy watching and that 's why i I think it 's something that I flat out loved still watching this when i when I watched it last night um as well it it just it still grips me because I think raphael 's such an interesting character, but not even just him, like you see some of the other characters and what they kind of have to go through, and you see their their teenage silliness through their sadness of missing you know their parental person in in Um, Splinter when he's taken and stuff like that as well as, um, you know, seeing someone like April O'Neil and just there is a humanity in this uh, movie that you don't Mm -hmm. get with the cartoon. And if I rewatch the cartoon, it doesn't work for me as much as rewatching this movie because you get all that realism and that humanity and that depth with everyone in it that that's why I think, it works. That's why I think it holds up. And that's why I'm going to keep watching this damn movie until I'm 94, <laughs> let alone 34.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I think um, a good movie can speak to you in different ways. Um, Adam and I have talked to this about this several times, and uh, according to different movies, about how they hit you differently when you're a kid mm-hmm. versus when now. And, you know, when I was a kid, I probably thought I was Michelangelo, you know, silly and goofy and... Like to play Mm -hmm. pranks and do stuff like that, but now I'm older. I'm a parent. I identify more with Splinter. I see, Mm -hmm. you know, his what he wants for his children. You know, what he's trying (laughs) to do, and I think that's a mark of a good of good writing where it can hit you no matter where you are in your life. And I I think it may surprise some people that this movie does that, but it did for me. It still Mm -hmm. hit me. And you know, I'm at the. We talked about it, but the the beginning when he's trying to sit them down and they're they're getting around i'm a dad that's exactly what my kids do (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm trying to get the i'm trying to talk about them you know talk about something important with them and i gotta be like nope nope don't you know put your ipad down no we're not gonna go play it over here okay i need you to need you to focus of course i'm a teacher and it's exactly what it's like being a teacher as well but Uh mm -hmm. um i just i was surprised at how much i was still identifying with this movie even now even though i've i've watched it uh, probably once or twice in the last two or three years every time i think i'm still surprised how much it still works
0: mm-hmm. no you that's brilliant points from both of you like i completely agree like i sat down um i think uh my mom was like oh what are, what are you watching this evening and i was like the teenage mutant ninja turtle movie and she was like oh have fun <laughs> and it's I a, did.
3: It's a far good. cry from watching Twelve Angry Men, but it's still a great
1: movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. we did see that. Totally this different is
0: the thing. Um, yeah, I got Black Narcissus to watch, and I was like, should I watch well, Black Narcissus or Teenage Mutant mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles
2: tonight?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know which one's probably going to be more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right; it like it has a heart to it, and it has these like the '90s were really good of, of installing these themes within their movies, and obviously they like they probably. I can't really remember, it's Michael Bay, but probably so probably not. But, like, they don't care about that anymore. They're like, just fucking put some cool, like, shit in it, mm-hmm. get some great shots for the trailer, employ a hot person, done. Whereas back then, they were like, no, no, we need this to make sense. Like, we need it to mm-hmm. string together, we need the plot to come together, and we need to have overarching themes and a 3 act structure so it works as a movie. And it does, and you're completely accurate. I'm so happy that the main through-line of this was family and like single parent family and like found families and like you yeah. know April sort of comes on as their sister almost as well and Casey's there as like a weird cousin who's like <laughs> <Yeah>. 17 <laughs> um and like it, you really do feel it and you really do feel their connection and it's and you're right it's something that definitely makes this movie timeless like 100% it does and it's really interesting how yeah you'll you'll go from being baby Mikey to Splinter and hopefully never Shredder. <laughs> being
1: shredded. But but he looks awesome. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. Like from from like page to cartoon to live action, I still think that Shredder costume is one of my favorite interpretations. Like it's they they still made it it was ceremonial, but it still looked really cool to me, where a lot of times yeah. they look eh they look kinda crappy. I thought this one they did a good job.
0: Yeah no it's really cool i mean and they make fun of it but like i did love that when they first fight they shredder they have that wonderful moment where they're like yeah they're still do, you, do you use that find... stuff for
1: coles for making coleslaw yeah. i think that's yeah. a great line <laughs>
0: it's brilliant. and they're really trying to make light of it they're like oh we like fucking fucked all the other guys up no worries let's yeah. go for this guy and then like one of them gets their ass handed to them so then he's like but instead of being like oh no this guy's the worst guy we've ever had to fight before because he clearly is mm-hmm. they're just like you go next oh you go next <laughs> let's play rock paper scissors for it and it's that lighthearted hearted tone throughout that even though you could you know they're in danger and you know like everything's really important and you feel the stakes you're still like these guys look at them <laughs> messing around it's really fun Amazing! Thank you so much for coming on and giving me an excuse to watch Teenage <laughs> Mutant Hero Slash Ninja, slash ninja Turtles. Yes. <laughs> Turtles. Um, not... I hope you enjoyed rewatching yeah. it.
3: Yes, I'm so glad you enjoyed it more than you thought you did. I was a little mm-hmm. apprehensive because when you said you'd never seen it, I was like, "Ooh, is this yeah. going to yeah. translate?" But I'm glad yeah. that you found something out of the out of the movie to enjoy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: No, I really do. I I have I have a good way of definitely watching things as if I were a child. But I also just like the reason I do this podcast is because I just love kids' movies. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something in my brain that's like, yay! If it's PG, I love it. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though obviously, like I love A Clockwork Orange, but like, mm-hmm. right. hey, The Secret of Nim is also up there. So yeah, that's
3: that's kind of why yeah. we started our podcast, just an excuse to yep. go back and watch all those old movies that we we hadn't seen in years. Yeah,
2: yeah that's, exactly. Exa-
1: I mean, he and John and I talk about it, talk about old movies and stuff all the time. And so we were eventually just like, you want to record this? (laughs) It
3: (laughs) It just (laughs) makes sense. (laughs)
0: Completely makes sense. Thank you so much. Do you want to talk about your podcast?
3: Sure. Adam, why don't you go ahead and you're the you're the talker of the two of us. So.
1: Sure, I, I am the talker. Um I I over I don't overshadow John on that podcast, definitely not, but I over talk John on that podcast. Um, I just I have a bad habit of just cutting him off and, and whatnot. Maybe it's because I'm the youngest and I didn't feel like I got enough uh, attention when I was younger, and so I'm like I just have I, to butt I have to butt in. I call bullshit on that one. What? Yeah, as <laughs>
0: the eldest child as well. Sit down.
1: No I got I got yeah. all the hand me down and all that kind oh, of stuff. Please. And John the got the on later the
0: curfews and the less <laughs> rigid rules. <laughs> That's <a> yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, so our podcast, as you mentioned, it's called the blast from our past podcast. Um, as of recording this, our 100th episode is just about to drop. So I'm not sure when you'll when you'll put this one out there. But we're excited that we've just got and gotten 100 episodes out there yeah. all talking about. Everything nostalgia. We all we started off pretty much just doing movies and TV shows, nice. and then something that we do that's unique is we do fan castings. And so we go back and like we pick a property, whether it is a TV show, a movie, or just something that we want to recast on our own, like because we're we're kind of comic book nerds or um, just kind of whatever the heck we want to do. And we'll go back and be like, well, what if they made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? using actors of today or something like that. And so we'll kind of do recasting of that. And then it's kind of grown into a all-encompassing nostalgia podcast where we do album reviews um, as well as we do kind of top ten lists just for fun and stuff like that. Oh, what's your favorite top ten 80s movie themes? So whatever, whatever it is, I'm excited. Hopefully sometime later this year we're going to do our top ten um cereals like breakfast cereals saturday morning oh cereals uh, i want i just want to go buy all the cereal and eat it but
2: <laughs> yeah
1: so that's kind of what it's it's become and at the absolute worst it's a it's a way for me to watch movies with my brother and, and, <laughs> and talk to him once a week
0: yeah yeah amazing that's brilliant um where can we find you across all platforms instagram twitter facebook
3: Um, You can find the podcast on pretty much any, you know, big podcasting uh, venture, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, that sort of thing. Um, On Instagram, if you go on Instagram and search for at Blast Passcast, you can find us there. Also, you can go to Facebook and find us there. Instagram is where we're we're most most at. We're technically on Twitter, but I don't check it, so (laughs) so don't bother (laughs) with Twitter. Um, So pretty much Instagram or Facebook are the two big uh, places you can find us.
0: Nice amazing well thank you again so much for coming on um any last thoughts
1: i, I had a lot of fun thank you so much for having us yeah no, and welcome. and i hope i hope we've created a uh, a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan today.
0: I think you have. I'm genuinely going to seek out the 80s cartoon like a genuine.
1: Yeah. Have. Go for it. And and don't skip on the sequel, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the oh, U's. It yeah. has yeah, it has a, a vanilla vanilla ice wrap and so it's perfectly 90s dated as well that happens in the in the the movie. It's so good.
0: Oh my god. I'm literally doing that first thing tomorrow morning. <laughs> 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 Amazing. You said the magic words. Um, mm-hmm. The Scooby-Doo live-action movie rap over the credits is one of my personal favourites. <laughs> so check that out. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on.
1: Thank you so All much. Thank you.
0: And we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye! We watched the film and we talked about it, but now it's time to say goodbye. We'll be back again with another movie that makes you want to ask why. Why This Film Podcast has a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons 1-3. to You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout-out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Ferngully. With instant access to everything from Camelot, Ferngully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely and for 10 pounds a month you can join the enchanted forest where on top of everything from camelot and fern gully you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tears you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee. And probably chick cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate. And thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long-lost movies. And I hope you do too.